0: And welcome to episode 242 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with. Thanks. I I see you've added to that. yeah well i i wanted to find something cowboy appropriate i i mean i i live mix that rather than editing it in
1: but yeah well, now, now i feel special thank you very much <laughs> for that that particular bit of audio based trolling <laughs> uh, but i so, found something i like that's got cowboys in now so you yes. can't say i hate everything western
0: do, do, yeah there was a a um was it a cartoon that you were you were stumbled across last night during your feed
1: uh, I, I was a big fan of Brave Star when I was a kid oh okay that's that's, that's Cowboys in Space with a robot horse that counts
0: yes okay yeah in it's which a case,
1: and cowboys you know so I don't hate everything I like one cartoon from the 80s <laughs>
0: Yeah, in which case you have no excuse for not finishing off Firefly now. (laughs)
1: That's how that works. Yes, absolutely. I see how you did the maths
0: there. That's a perfect... Yeah, that works perfectly well. Makes perfect sense, yes. Um, So uh, what have you been doing, seeing as nobody can leave the house right now?
1: Well, I've been uh, playing a survival horror game called Staying in My House. (laughs) Yes. Um, it's uh, yeah it should have resulted in the house being tidier it hasn't yes Uh, of course but it has given me a chance to um, get on top of some of the the YouTube video editing and sorting through files and all that kind of admin stuff that you don't normally get to do Yeah. I've I've also thrown myself uh, with sadly of course all the events I would normally be working at are of course postponed or cancelled so I've thrown myself into Twitch streaming
0: yes you've been streaming pretty much every day uh, haven't you so and uh, so what times are you streaming now
1: i'm doing a lunchtime shift on weekdays as well as my normal evening shifts right so okay. i'm 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 doing a fair amount of hours each day at the moment and uh, yeah in the daytime ones at the moment we're doing we're doing mostly chatting and mostly chatting all about the normal sort of geeky stuff that we talk about the comics movies cartoons and so forth um yeah. but also i'm playing through deponia which is a point-and-click, very, very funny, sarcastic adventure game. Oh, awesome. has been good fun. Uh, I finished The Stanley Par- Parable.
0: Right, yes. Which is awesome. That Did is you also... get all 19 endings or however many it is? I got all but
1: apart from two of them. One of them okay. requires four hours of waiting, so I opted to <laughs> YouTube that ending instead. I right. was not going to sit for four hours on a live stream pressing one button repeatedly to get to that particular obscure ending. No. Um, and I think another one was just a variant one I had just right, done okay. it took a long time to get there but I got almost all of them that's and good. it was pretty cool I think it's free still on the epic store at the moment right if anyone wants to play that game breaks the fourth wall is very very funny brilliant narration uh, Diablo 3 was finished a little while ago as well and yeah just making a huge list of things I'm going to be playing we're going to be going back and playing things like Chrono Trigger I think he's going to be on the list um, Story of Thor also known as Beyond Oasis that's an old Mega Drive one yeah just going to be playing all the, all the games the backlog of games that's going to happen now that is, that is now my life (laughs) <laughs> pretty much. It's just going going through all of the, the backlog of games and things. And I think that's the, the best possible outcome of everything that's going on.
0: Yes, pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, there's like gaming companies, everybody's stuck at home and gaming companies must be like just like dollar signs spinning around in their eyes like a cartoon at the moment.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a bit kind of sad that I don't have Doom. Right, I don't really yeah. understand Animal Crossing. I understand a lot of people have a lot of love for it, but I don't particularly get it myself yes but yeah i i i'm quite sad i don't
0: have doom yes because there's a there's a new one out isn't there there's a new doom out right now yeah
1: doom, doom eternal has just come out and animal crossing came out on the same day so it's been oh, quite right. fun okay. to see who's playing one and who's playing the other yeah. and um, who is playing both
0: right that's, uh, that's a weird that's juxtaposition
1: yeah yeah there's quite a, a big crossover of people who are playing both <laughs> And I think that's lovely and it shows (laughs) what a range of games gamers enjoy and how people shouldn't be kind of judging these things as one thing versus another thing. I know a lot of people, both in person and in the the sort of Twitter gaming community that I'm that I'm connected to who, who are playing both animal crossing and doom. Awesome. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I did recently, I, I, I was watching just some random stuff. I've been using the Netflix to watch kind of just random things that look like they could be interesting. Cool. I watched, um, is it paradise Hills, which is a sort of fantasy movie.
0: Yes. That is a movie. It, I'd never heard of it. I completely missed that existence. To be yes. Honest. No, neither. Had um,
1: I. It's, um, yeah. It, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's very, very pretty. It, it's like someone had a very pretty, interesting idea yes. and they didn't quite know where to go with it.
0: Yes. Okay. Paradise Hills. Um, yeah. Jovich, uh, Emma Roberts as well in that
1: yeah it's got a few familiar faces in it yeah and it's got a reasonable amount of budget and it's sort of set in this in a future where there's a very big class divide and people in the upper classes if the girls aren't doing what they're supposed to do within the strict rules of their society they send them to a kind of boarding school to fix
0: them right okay so it's
1: kind of a very weird posh brainwashing facility where they're all dressed slightly like very very beautifully costumed like the costuming and styling is gorgeous in this film but yeah kind of weird alice in wonderlandy high class old-fashioned costume but in the future
0: yeah I, i'm looking at the poster right now i can see exactly it's, what you mean it's very yeah, yes it looks like a period drama bizarre. but she's got pink hair so
1: and the costumes all made of obviously the completely the wrong material and looks yeah, almost yeah. like a yeah like a, a night outfit from some kind of weird arty version of Alice in Wonderland. It's it's a it's a weird little film. Some bits of it are, are really interesting. I, I can't say I like I don't know it's one of those I can't say I massively recommend it. If you look at all the reviews and things you'll see lots of things being kind of like 50%, 60%. Right. Yeah. Because that's it's kind of 50-60% good. Right. So there were large chunks of it where I was like, well this is quite interesting and I wonder where this is going. And then near the end it was kind of like the person writing it had left. And someone else was left to kind of just come up with something.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So the payoff is like one very, very obvious plot twist. Right. And then one bit that makes no sense whatsoever that's never explained. (laughs) So you're kind of like the what with the, you know, there's like there was minor foreshadowing for the bit that doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of enjoyed it visually and uh, the acting performances are pretty good as well uh, and the costuming and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's there's no payoff in this film. (laughs) Yeah. That that, that seems like an oversight. Uh, Just literally the kind of one of the primary reveals at the end. I was just like, why? (laughs) How? (laughs) What? And why? That's just... You know that that's a kind of plot twist that twelve-year-old me would have come up with. This is just, just yes, okay. You, you can't decide what genre you're in, what you're aiming for here. Very bizarre, um, but still quite an interesting one. I think I think it's something that could have been something better, but just didn't quite didn't quite make it. And it's kind of a weird one because I'd never heard of it, and of yeah. course it's got those big names in it. And I was kind of like, was this a straight to DVD? Was it in the cinema? I need to look this up because I've never really heard of this. Yes, um, no, it's, it's pretty high budget. Mm. Um, and it sort of slipped under the radar and it's a sort of fantasy sci-fi kind of thing so it's something that should really have popped up on my radar and
0: just apparently never did yeah no i it completely bypassed me as well um the initial release was in august last year in germany apparently so um yeah and it's listed as a spanish science fiction film even though it, clearly there's a english cast so or or american cast
1: Unless the director is Spanish, because I,
0: I yeah no I I'm assuming the director is Spanish because
1: um, it's 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 in English and contains no Spanish people as far as I could yeah tell.
0: the director is Spanish um that's that's why it's listed so presumably <laughs> it was maybe Spanish money maybe but yeah uh I made in Spain so maybe can't yes. really
1: tell where it's made um I, yes. I don't know very bizarre it's something that's kind of interesting to check out. But I'm not going to pretend to people that when you get to the end, you'll be pulling a face anything other than a kind of confused, kind uh, of yeah. screwed up expression. Um, yeah, I right. think it had it had potential, but it feels very much like somebody's first major film.
0: Uh, you, it's strange you should say that. I've just looked up the director. It's not actually her first major film, but it is her. it's her first major feature, I think, actually. She did a short film called Disco Inferno in 2015, by the looks of things. So yeah. it, it is, like it is she, her first venture. She film. needed
1: somebody else there, I think. Yes, it's um yeah the the, the kind of the, the plot and the twist at the end just come across as quite. I don't I don't want to say amateur because it sounds like such a horrible word, but I'm surprised with the the plot and the screenwriting it had that it has the cast and the budget, it has.
0: Right, yes.
1: But it is also very beautiful and a lot of that money was used to make it visually incredibly well put together. Yeah. So it's a weird mix because some of the stuff they've done, they've done expertly, but they just maybe they just needed somebody else to, to run an eye over the whole <laughs> plot. Right. Um, but it's an intriguing one and I'd never heard of it. So if somebody wants something that's um, not too difficult to watch, quite pretty. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of it's kind it's kind of dark in themes and stuff. But because of the execution just sort of comes across more kind of daydreamy rather than actually right. dark. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you want an ending where you'll just look confused. Um, then that, that is a film that will pass a couple of hours of your day on Netflix. I've just been watching stuff like that, just 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 like putting in sci-fi, seeing what comes up and just finding random stuff yes. to, uh, to give a go. Because sometimes you can find some utter gems.
0: Yeah, there are uh, a lot of those sort of sci-fi things on Netflix if you go hunting and digging down through the uh, through the lists. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of them have the same problem where they're kind of like, here's a good idea. Oh, no, we need an ending. Because yes. that happened with what happened to Monday. Right. what happened to Monday is a wonderful film Right up to the end, there, where they were like, oh no, quick, we, we need a, a big ending. We need a thing. And you kind of, you're just kind of like, well, all the interesting stuff was kind of abandoned sort of 15 minutes before the end of the movie. Right. Um, that, as a plot wise, that is uh, much more complicated and better written than um, Paradise Hills um, and incredible acting by the people involved. You've got people playing many, many characters, sort of Wolf and Black style. And um, that was well put together and interesting. But yeah, it suffers from a similar problem where they kind of get near the end and go, Oh no, we need a big thing because it's a movie, so we need a, a big climatic ending. Right. Um- throw away those kind of interesting nuanced things and have a big ending to it but it is worth it's worth a watch there's definitely a lot of interesting ideas keep seeing these things and wishing they were miniseries that happens a right, lot with yeah. these films if they weren't films they wouldn't feel pressured to have a big explosion at the end or something and they could have a much more sensible ending rather than needing a crescendo right yeah and I feel like a lot of these people it's probably one of the first things they've done as I said with Paradise Hills and, and yeah they just if, you, if you're not trying to follow that Hollywood movie narrative if you're doing it as like four episodes or something I think they, they would have come out a lot better but yeah we'll see I'll keep hunting through I'll find, I'll find some more <laughs> it, it's, it's a good it's a good use of all of the, the rest of the, my subscription now Altered Carbon has I've watched all of that one yeah. uh, and I, 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 I'm I now up to date on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for no reason <laughs> um,
0: it's bad I, I've watched it all
1: so I can't say too much but it, it is bad
0: <laughs> yes I, I kind of got a few episodes into the season one I was like like, no, nah, I don't think this for me. I've not really gone back to it, and I abandoned Riverdale, which suffered from a very similar problem as well. Yeah, so, uh,
1: it's it's kind of less a uh, less you know things like hercules legendary journeys xena warrior princess and the first series of buffy they were a bit more aware of how daft they are than yes. the chilling adventures of sabrina the chilling adventures of sabrina seems to lean in as if it's serious sometimes right but not all the cast know it <laughs> <laughs> so some people are hamming it up and being really cheesy chewing the scenery as they say you know really going for it and then other people are playing it completely straight in the same scene
0: right yes
1: and you're kind of just sitting there going is this character really stupid or have they not noticed the other characters sort of going ha ha with an evil grin and <laughs> it's clearly a bad guy it's just very bizarre but trash tv if people want something just entertaining that's not going to challenge them to stick on in the background it has got some elements of quite violent parts um in places it's not something that i would let small children watch or anything like that but if you want some yeah trash tv drama type stuff then it, it's a waste of some time yes frankly um yeah. what else did i watch i watched the animated altered carbon oh uh, yeah what's it called reskinned resleeved resleeved that's the one yes somebody watched ghost in the
0: shell <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember whether i've seen ghost in the shell or not i think no it was a kira i think i i saw my my anime right. knowledge is fairly yeah, limited uh,
1: ghost ghost in the shell i mean there's been various different versions of it there's multiple movies watch the first one not the second one i would say and there's been a couple of tv series is again watch the first series standalone complex the second one's nowhere near as good set in various different alternate worlds of the same universe uh, so they could be watched fairly independently and um it's it's a very visually striking film. The first Ghost in the Shell was very groundbreaking. Its use of some bits of CGI and things were very very ahead of their time. It was one of the most one of the most expensive things ever made. Yeah, uh, made by production IG, very very prolific, respected, wonderful studio out in Japan. And it has various things that have become sort of cliche now because it did them so well. And it was a movie that had these very, very particular visual approaches to things. Um, the Matrix took a lot, like directly right. shot for shot, took stuff from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. The intro, you know, the Matrix used the, the green code from Ghost in the Shell. It just changed oh, right. it yeah, yeah. from Binary Code to uh, Kanji. But it then they changed the direction. But they basically... Matrix is very much a love letter to Ghost in the Shell and a few other movies and some John Woo films and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they, you know, they, they take directly from other movies. It, it, people sort of like watched The Matrix and thought it was new and interesting, but it was actually insanely derivative. Right. <laughs> I, was like, cool. I enjoyed it, but it's very, very derivative. And um, yeah, the Altered Carbon Resleeved is also... Very, very derivative. Right. Like I I enjoyed watching it, but I kept seeing shots and going, I've seen this exact shot (laughs) before like the framing the shot they even at the it was like um there's very very distinctive music in ghost in the shell which kind of resurrects part of an ancient language and has this very like its it's insanely iconic music right. written specifically for the introduction of ghost in the shell that that intro sequence to that movie is incredible and extremely famous and and renowned for good reason mm. Altered Carbon Resleeved has this weird, we're obviously trying to slightly rip off that tune music. <laughs> then has, I, I think they're going for homage.
0: Right, uh, yes.
1: Because also the camera angles and the shots of the resleeved person coming out the water like a budget version. Of some of the shots in that movie. So that was kind of interesting because it kept going through bits and I kept seeing literally I could pause it and just go, I could just draw the character from Ghost and Show over the top of this still. <laughs> but it was it was entertaining. It was an hour long. I don't know if they're doing any more or not. They kind of set it up like they could do some more, but it's sort of set between I think the series is
0: right. Okay, it's yes, an,
1: another story. So it gives them sort because it was thirty years between series one and two of all. Yeah, Garland.
0: they're not exactly sure of sort of space where they could shove stories in that universe, are they? Really?
1: Yeah. So they just kind of made a random story. It's 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 fairly cliche and predictable, but it's um, pretty nice animation, quite good action scenes and um, choreography and stuff in in the way it's animated. I'd say it's probably worth a watch. Okay. Again, at the moment, we need all the kind of like stuff we can kind of waste time with so yes. I think it's worth a watch as something that's just I'm assuming non-canon extension to that series
0: I don't know actually I mean because they're both Netflix so I'm, I don't know I'm assuming it was probably canon but maybe it isn't I don't know
1: I don't know looking at what happened in the plot I'm suspicious right okay that it might not be because it would have repercussions otherwise okay. yeah it was kind of cool I don't I don't regret watching it it's a good use of a, an hour of time and it was quite a nice animation so yeah maybe you want to stick on your watch list if you need
0: something yes I did like look at that the uh, re thing and think I may go and do that but uh, I hadn't got around to it yet so Um, what have you been watching and playing well playing I'm still working my way through Star Trek Online at the moment Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying playing through that because it's all set out in like episodes so the intro episode was different because I started on the Discovery era setting which starts you off as a crew in the Discovery and then it kind of morphs it into the main timeline of of the uh, the sort of future timeline where most of Star Trek Online is set. So uh, that that first mission was different, and then you run through a bunch of episodes, which are episodes are uh, they're basically kind of done like seasons. So each set of episodes is like a season of one particular storyline. So there's like one involving Klingons, one involving Romulans. There's one involving another particular alien race. There's one set in the Delta Quadrant. There's you know, so they're, they're all set in different kind of areas, and I've been working. Through the seasons and i've just got to a couple of the those seasons that have been added since last time i played it because they're what they do every so often is they do free updates because the game is actually free to play it's got things like lock boxes and stuff in it but you can pretty much play through it quite easily certainly solo without having to buy anything i've been playing through some of the uh the later episodes which i hadn't played through before so that's been quite good fun there's an, a delta quadrant section which i hadn't played through before and that's got the, uh, all the Voyager crew in it. So I was playing through that. Um, and, uh, and now that we're now back to a kind of Romulan season. So I'm, I'm playing through that at the moment, but, um, it's a really, really interesting and, uh, fun game to play. And you can do the entire thing solo. You can team up with people, but you can do the entire thing solo as well. So, um, it would be quite a good one for you to stream actually that I, I think because it is quite cinematic. I mean, the graphics aren't incredibly high quality you know but they're not they're pretty reasonable for that sort of game and the way that they shoot the kind of cut sequences are quite nice in that they've they've directed them like episodes as well so yeah. um, i think
1: episodic sounds quite nice as well because you can so it means you can break it into small parts and yeah they can keep adding and expanding so i think that's quite a, a good way plus obviously you know it's way it's the way the series works so. yeah it kind of makes it feel, I guess, a bit more like you're playing part of the series too.
0: Yeah. So each set of missions is split into sort of these seasons based around one particular plot arc. And each mission is essentially an episode. That's how it breaks down. So, uh, And there are also complete you know things outside that that you can go and do you know there's there's sort of task force groups which allows you to go and play it's pve stuff uh, but you you can play particular big battle sequences and stuff uh there are pvp sections which i've not really got involved with but you can do that uh, there's a whole host of other things that you can do just wandering around the, the universe as well and flying around the universe so uh, there's there's lots of stuff to get your teeth into and it's it's quite a nice distraction it's available on consoles as well as on pc so it's available fairly broadly it's free to play um, definitely definitely one worth picking up i think if you've not installed it and you want something that's going to while away the hours whilst you're stuck at home star trek online is certainly one that i would look at i've also been playing a little bit on subnautica below zero as well because on the they've got two threads they've got like a main thread and they've also got an experimental line as well which is where you get the daily updates as they kind of add more bits and pieces to sort of so you're getting to play it as they kind of build it and on the experimental thread they have just released the new storyline because they had a change of author the person that wrote the original game and started writing the below zero game left the studio and had gone on to do other things so they brought somebody new in and then they decided. They were going to tweak how the story works so although the fact that they were kind of quite a way down the development of this they've actually altered how the game starts they've altered a few bits and pieces of how you meet people and will meet things in the game and events in the game uh, the stuff is still in there but it's kind of been remixed into a slightly different way so that's been quite interesting because it is like playing a completely different version of the game again so uh, i'm thoroughly enjoying subnautica subnautica the original one was one of my favorite Favorite games. He's one of my favorite games of all time. The uh, the second one, that again, is another great one to stream. Uh, you've the the second one below zero has some lovely little bits in it, and um, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. It's very similar to the first one, but there is a bit more land stuff available. Whereas uh, Subnautica, obviously, if you uh, if you don't know that game, it's all set underwater. Uh, the first game, you eject from a ship and crash into this ocean, and uh, you have to. Uh, Uh, go and collect things from around the ocean floor to be able to kind of build things to advance further. That's the basic premise of it. And there is a big alien mystery that uh, is part of that plot. That's quite a good one to go and stream if you're looking for something else to do. You subnautica, I would definitely suggest. And it's the original game is probably fairly cheap at this point as well. TV wise, I finished The Crown finally. I had a couple of episodes left of that to do. That's pretty much as solid and as great as the previous seasons. So uh, I give worth watching. Uh, Breeders, which is on Sky One which is the Daisy Haggard and Martin Freeman series about a couple raising kids in London just utterly hilarious it's from the same team that did Veep minus Amando Iannucci uh, but it's Chris Addison and some of the other guys from Veep that are writing it it has that same sort of cringy Veep humour in it which has you sort of like hiding behind your fingers going for God's sake don't do that, that's a terrible idea um, but just it's one of the funniest things on TV right now. I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I'm waiting every week for the new episode to come out. Really one of the best comedies I've seen in a very, very, very long time. So uh, I would advise you to go and watch that. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, few episodes into that. I love that. It's joyous. It's silly. It's fun. This is the one about a girl who works as a coder and she gets into an accident one day and suddenly wakes up discovering that she can hear the innermost thoughts of the people behind her in big song and dance numbers Um, that's really funny and uh, it's wonderfully weird it's got a cute kind of quirky off-the-wall vibe to it i'm really enjoying that and uh, that's an e4 running that over here if you want to go watch that and one of the new shows this week feel good which is a series we talked about a few times this stars canadian stand-up comedian Mae martin it's kind of autobiographical she's single she's a former drug addict she's sleeping on a friend's sofa when she meets this girl called George played by Charlotte Ritchie and she has been coming to the shows and watching May's set and they meet at the club and uh, she's sort of previously heterosexual but has this strong attraction to May and the pair of them get together and it becomes about their sort of the relationship and the fact that uh, May is a recovering drug addict and the dealing with that because she doesn't sell George it it could have turns into this whirlwind romance which after a few months ends up with them living together and uh, it's just really about their relationship but it's charming and it's sweet it's incredibly funny it's a wonderful kind of sitcom relationship comedy and I really enjoyed watching the first episode of that I think Mae Martin's incredibly watchable Charlotte Ritchie I adore she's been in um, call the midwife she was also in dead Pixel the E4 series as well. Uh, she was in Fresh Meat and a few other things. So uh, she's really great as George. It's got Lisa Kudrow from Friends in it as well, playing May's mother. May's kind of rather overpowering mother, despite the fact that she lives in Canada and it's kind of all done on a Skype call, still has a sort of heavy impact on May's life. Um, Ophelia Loviebond is in there playing George's best friend as well, who was in elementary. So uh, there's there's a quite a- solid cast they're really worth watching that's on channel four and uh, it's going out Wednesdays at the moment but the entire series up on all four if you want to go watch that the other thing of course that came back last week is Westworld which I won't go into any great detail here just in case people haven't caught up with it but if you want to know more about Westworld we are of course doing that weekly over on entertainmenttalk.org with Matt along with Better Call Saul and Walking Dead so we've got three show-specific things running right now over on Entertainment Talk. If you're a fan of any of those shows, go and listen to those. Uh, You can find them all over on entertainmenttalk.org. And the other big thing that I launched this week was the Geek Town Online Con. And this is obviously because everybody is stuck indoors and all the comic cons have got moved. I wanted to do something that uh, would hopefully help out some of the vendors and comic book creators that have found that their entire income has just dried up overnight pretty much because all the comic conventions that they would usually have gone to have all got postponed until later on in the year so they've they've suddenly found that they've got no income Uh, i wanted to do something that we could set up that maybe might help them out a little bit so i set up an online con uh, so you can have the all the fun of comic con from the comfort of your own sofa we have a geek comic book zone which has a lot of bex's videos interviewing comic book creators in there we have a geek shopping zone which has a selection of the uh, vendors that you would usually find at comic con they're up all on there um you can uh, go and buy stuff from them if you want to do that there is an indie gaming zone as well so you can see a lot of bex's videos from uh, the indie gaming shows that she's been to we've also got some guest panels which you find all of these over on our youtube channel as well but we've I, i've pulled out some of the ones that that, uh, i found particularly funny uh of particularly entertaining panels i've pulled those out there, there's a selection of those on there you can of course find them all on our youtube page as well and cosplay there is a whole stack of cosplay photos up on there so if you've been to either wales comic con mcm comic con anything like that and i may have taken a photo of you you will find the photos up on the cosplay section if you want to go and look at that it's geektown.co.uk slash online con i know you've had a look through this and you've been pushing this around as I'll harm
1: you. Yeah, it's a really good idea, and I'm seeing more and more people putting together lists of of similar things to yeah. to try and help people out. And it's awesome seeing the community come together this way. Uh, and we've also got a video up on there, which is my tour where I did a complete walk around, looking at every stall in one of the huge comic villages from MCM Comic Con. So you may see loads more interesting stuff that you want to Google from there as well. Plus, you can kind of vicariously enjoy the experience of of, of walking around one yeah. of the comic villages that way as well. And yeah, hopefully that provides uh, a bit of entertainment and relief for people and um, also, yeah, helps out the indie comic guys because they've been hit quite hard by this as well. And also just their comics are awesome and you may well enjoy them.
0: Yes, yeah. And uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, Bex's videos and interviews with people that have been creating those comics and there's links to their websites as well. That's the important thing. Both in the shopping section, we're not like charging anybody for being on the site. It's literally just links directly to the, 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 the video interviews a bit of information about what each of the vendors are and what each of the comic books are and uh, links to their websites so if you want to find out more you can go and buy the comic books in some cases with the comic books actually they're giving away free copies uh, free digital copies online on some of the sites I noticed so um, it's worth going to have a look particularly through the comic book section you might be able to get something digitally that you can read on there and uh, also going into the shopping section there's lots of lovely stuff that if you're missing being able to go and spend your money at Comic-Con. There's loads of for like things like uh, the Custom Cupcake Company, who you'll see at all the MCMs and uh, all the other cons. They're actually doing home delivery orders. I don't think for the cupcakes themselves, because they're cupcakes and they're kind of quite elaborate. And I think they get quite, kind of squished inside of the routing boxes. But they, uh, they do do a whole bunch of other things, like the fudge and stuff. You must have... Well, I'm sure you've noticed it, even though you probably can't eat it because you're you. But... <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> Yes, exactly that <laughs>
0: uh, yes because you're allergic to like everything but um, they can't send out the cupcakes but they do do things like brownies and like some amazing chocolate colored marshmallows and fudge and stuff so there's that stuff on there and they are doing home delivery orders they've got what they're calling a Winchester survival box that you can order that's like 15 pounds and uh, you know, that has like just packed full of like sweet goodies and stuff um, we've got some amazing art prints on there and there's a Harry Potter shop and Uh, some great photography and a whole bunch of other stuff so it's worth going to uh, to look on that and there are loads and loads of um, things on there that you can go and buy if if the type of things that you'd normally find at Comic Con and then some indie game recommendations as well and the guest panels and the cosplay so uh, it's all online at geektown.co.uk forward slash online con if you want to go and have a look through that that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some TV So we start off the TV and film news like, usually with renewals, cancellations, and pickups. It, it's more kind of um, renewals, delays, and pickups this week because uh, obviously with everything that's going on and the virus, things are getting shifted around. One of the shows that's got moved, which is a very late move actually, because this was due to arrive early April. Walking Dead: World Beyond. This has been pushed to later in 2020 by AMC. It was going to air on Amazon Prime over here. They have haven't given a reason for the move, although it is obviously related to the virus. There are a couple of possible reasons for that they may have moved it. Uh, One is the main Walking Dead show has shut down production, which means if that doesn't get back on air in a reasonably, or back to filming in a reasonably timely fashion, they may not have it ready to go on air in October. And I think possibly one of the reasons they're pushing this to later in the year is so they've got something that can bridge the gap that they may have in the schedule. So they have something Walking Dead related that can come back in the autumn if they want to. Uh, the other thing is it's obviously a flagship brand Walking Dead for AMC in the US and they want to be able to use Premium advertising on it because that's how they make their money. But due to the coronavirus, a lot of the advertising has disappeared because people aren't spending, you know, the advertisers are trying to cut down and cut back on money at the moment. So they're holding back ad budgets until a bit later on in the year. So that may be the other reason why they're holding it back as well. It's just, it's going to be less profitable to release it now than it will be to release it later. So you could sort of see the reasonable reasons for it. uh, Although it kind of sucks because it looked kind of interesting, this one. Uh, you, have you you know well you don't do zombies at all do you uh,
1: not generally they they try and eat my brains and then get very disappointed when they find there's no meal here <laughs> um, yeah I've never been a huge huge fan of the zombie genre except for when it's in a kind of parody style so I'm yes. more Shaun of the Dead and I zombie than I am Walking Dead
0: yes exactly um, Walking Dead actually as we've said a few times before if you dropped away from the main show actually jumping back in from sort of last season it's worth going back to post all the Negan war thing if you jump back in from last season which is, is Rick leaving the show and uh, go on from there you can kind of get away with doing that and it is worth in jumping back in that point the, the level of quality between the last season and the season before it is enormous um, You know, there's been an enormous shift upwards because it was like wading through mud the season, those, those couple of earlier seasons so it has vastly improved over the last couple of seasons and uh, the Main show is definitely one worth going back to watch if you uh, dropped away from it maybe earlier on and you want to go back to it. Well, beyond was a, a, a spin-off uh, show focused on a younger cast, so uh, I am looking forward to that. It's they've specifically said it's only two seasons as well, so um, it's it's predetermined as a two season run but uh, that is going to be now coming later in the year we don't know exactly when yet over in the uk the full trailer dropped for red dwarf the promised land which is the, now the name of the feature length movie that is coming and we have a date as well it's coming on the 9th of april to dave have you seen the trailer for this i've not watched the full trailer i'm trying to avoid right avoid
1: spoilers i watched the small teaser trailer which i thought was quite amusing because they played it very straight in that yeah. teaser trailer and i've read a little bit about it and i like the premise of it the promised land and um, because that's part of the story thread yes from the original series where it's kind of like what happened to all the cats did they ever find somewhere they thought was this promised land Um, that was always something I'd found to be a really interesting idea that I wanted to see expanded so I'm very happy and I'm really looking forward to this one but I'm avoiding watching the trailer because I want to go into it blind
0: yeah to be fair the trailer doesn't give an awful lot away Uh, unlike that like you say that first little teaser trailer play everything very straight which was really entertaining to watch and they've gone like full out with this movie poster up and it's a proper movie poster and uh, they've really gone all out with kind of pushing this. The second trailer does put the comedy back in and he's more kind of Red Dwarf as you know it but uh, yeah the entire thing is, is based around the premise that they find one of the cat arcs that, uh, is, is trying to escape from the feral cats that apparently are chasing them so uh, that yes it, it all sounds really fun and interesting and expands the cat side of the world which is going to be really fascinating and could be a really entertaining show so uh, yes 9th of April on uh, Dave that is arriving and that's Red Dwarf the Promised Land we now have premiere dates for the Arrowverse returning Supergirl season 5 that returns on the 30th of March that's followed by The Flash season 6 that's on the 31st that's the Tuesday Arrow back with season 8 and the final season on the Wednesday the 1st of April and then Legends of Tomorrow that premieres That's season 5 premiere that's on Thursday the 2nd of April so um, I'm actually up to date with all these because I watched a bunch of them when I was in America I am caught up to date on everything this of course is the crisis the one thing that they don't have Batwoman Batwoman has now got a premiere date it's starting on Sunday the 29th of March but E4 is starting that week with episode 1 and not episode 9. I've tried to explain them until I'm blue in the face on multiple occasions that that is the wrong way to air it because episode 9 which is the crossover episode bears no relationship to the overarching story of Batwoman. It literally is part of the crisis miniseries and given that the rest of the crisis is airing at the beginning of the uh the you know when they bring Batwoman back, it makes far more sense to move episode 9 and air it first than it does to air it as episode nine in the run. Because otherwise, if you're only watching Batwoman, you're going to get to episode nine and get this random episode that has no connection to anything else that's been going on. And then episode 10 goes back to the main Batwoman story. So it does nobody any good to leave it as episode nine. It makes far more sense to move it and put it out as a separate thing first and then run episode one. And I've tried to explain this to E4 on multiple occasions, and I seem to be getting nowhere. So yeah, it's stupid, but that's what they're doing. So they're going to start with episode one, means the crossover episode probably won't air for nine weeks, which sucks, but that's what they're doing at the moment. I I urge you to vent your frustration at uh, E4 tweets if you uh, go to uh, twitter.com forward slash e4 tweets you can vent your frustration at them for not airing things in the right order because it's very silly but uh that is what they're doing right now but at least they are all back and they do all have a home even if it means that we're gonna have to wait for it the crisis is definitely worth watching i really enjoyed the crisis by the way uh other things that have announced are coming back this week uh gray's anatomy that is back for season 16 finally that deal is sorted you know it's funny it was announced that all the disney parks we're closing well, um, along with everything else yeah, yeah along with everything else all the disney parks got got shut obviously and the disney parks are a huge portion of disney's income funnily enough a few days later all the shows that have been stuck in negotiation hell between sky and disney suddenly got air dates <laughs> <laughs> so i was like I- i'm sure there's no connection there <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: just, yeah. just
0: random coincidence y- yes random coincidence i'm sure that is but uh Grey's anatomy is finally back so that's on the 1st of april that's arriving now there's a lot of people complaining because uh, station 19 is also coming back and that's not coming back until the 29th of april a lot of People very confused saying, Oh, this is all airing at the wrong order because there is a crossover here as well. It's not. It's all airing as it should be. Grey's Anatomy season 16 premieres 1st of April and is airing double episodes at 9 and 10 p.m. So they are airing double episodes until the 29th of April when station 19 launches and then it will go to one episode a week. As I understand it, the episode that goes out on the 29th will be, I think it's episode nine of Grey's Anatomy, then they air the first episode of Station 19, which is the first bit of a two-part crossover. Then the following week, the second half will air on Grey's Anatomy. So that's how the crossover appears to be working. That's how it's put together. They're not idiots. It is all in the correct order. It's airing exactly as it's supposed to be. It is all fine. They do know what they're doing. Don't worry. It'll all air. in the right order they have sorted it all out but they are both coming back so uh first of april we double episodes until the 29th of april then you get Grey's anatomy and station 19 uh the other thing supernatural finally season 14 uh 29th of march on e4 that is arriving so uh finally that has arrived on the uk of course, uh, there are a lot of people saying I've already watched it either by buying the import on DVD or by other naughty means. Uh, but uh, season fifteen, of course, is going out in the US. Although that does have a slight problem in that uh, the fifteenth season has been shut down two episodes <laughs> before the end. So uh, yeah, there may be a quite a big gap between uh, the episodes that they've shot and the finale at the moment uh, for the fifteenth season. But season fourteen is obviously all in the can. So they will be running straight through that and that's from the 29th of March at 10pm on E4 that arrives, so for people that haven't caught up with Supernatural Season 14, that will be there A couple of other things related to the ongoing epidemic The Daily Show, if you're a fan of The Daily Show, you might have noticed it's been off air the last week or so, that's obviously due to the shutdown, what they've come up with now, and what is, is going to be airing in the US from the uh, 23rd of March, and presumably it will come either the 24th 24th or 25th to um, the UK on Comedy Central. The Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah, that is arriving and it's basically, they've been running a couple of episodes of this online to test it out and see how it goes. They're now moving this onto normal TV. Trevor doing the show from home, and Skyping in with guests and the various other people, and then they're editing it together into a show. There's a lot of these shows which have gone off air because of the fact that you know they rely on an audience and stuff. Uh, Conan O'Brien is doing something very similar with his show, which I don't think airs in the UK, but um, Conan O'Brien is doing something similar. Basically, he's going to do it from his sofa, shot on an iPhone, and then Skyping the guest. So (laughs) they're finding ways around it, which is good. And I'm, I'm glad they're managing to find ways to do this sort of thing and uh, I do love the Daily Show and I think it's you know important that that sort of stuff is out there I'm loving the fact that people are finding inventive ways to get around things right now
1: yeah I think people are going to look at this later and go "Hmm, that was a lot cheaper
0: yeah I think there is going to be a certain amount of <laughs> everything's
1: that. just going to turn into twitch with everyone on their sofas it'll be fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I mean, I know this is the thing you know people used to kind of take the mickey slightly and look down on youtubers and Twitch streamers no offense but uh you had a certain amount of, of sniffiness about about some of that thing and now they're the people that are best suited to provide entertainment right now. So yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of things where kind of people, you know, just trying to deal with stuff for humour, making light of stuff for the best they that they can, and um saying, Ah, yes, everyone used to laugh at us gamers. We've been practicing this self isolation yeah, thing for that- years. We know what we're doing, we're pros. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So- yeah Yeah. it is uh, hopefully it will be a silver lining to come out of everything will be that platforms like Twitch and the methods and things we use will work their way into other shows
0: yeah I mean that certainly seems to be the way it's going for the moment anyway Uh, but uh, yes it's nice seeing sort of invented ways that people are actually kind of being able to do this sort of stuff another kind of virus related thing uh, if you've got Apple TV Plus you might know that Oprah has like a book club thing and she releases documentaries on there Uh, she put a thing up completely out of nowhere uh she facetimed idris elba and was interviewing about because idris elba is one of the people that has tested positive for the virus so was interviewing about the experience and sort of you know what happened and that sort of stuff so randomly we got this video from oprah because i mean let's face it it's oprah she could pretty much put up whatever the hell she liked and apple would have put it out on it. so uh yeah there's an interview with idris elba up on there so if you're a fan of oprah or a fan of idris elba and you've got apple tv plus that he's out and uh, you, of course you've got a whole bunch of other people that have uh, been affected they are in the public eye uh, Tom Hanks Rita Wilson Christopher I'm going to say uh, he was the 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 guy with the big beard in Game of Thrones that had the thing with Brienne uh, he's in The Witcher Season 2 as well but he's unfortunately uh, got it uh, Daniel Day-Kim has come down with it he's from uh, Hawaii 5 and the good doctor Debbie Mazir who is in Younger and Entourage and apparently Linda Lusardi uh, if you're under 25 ask your dad uh, <laughs> so <also> come down <laughs> with it as well. So, uh, yes, hopefully they're all staying safe. They're all managing to kind of get through it and, um, you know, they're all fine. And same with anybody else that is suffering and at the moment who got the virus, I hope they're all doing okay. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to the TV production companies who uh, there's a lot of um, people, particularly medical dramas, obviously, that are, are shut down, procedural things, have been donating their emergency supplies. Because, of course, if you're a medical drama, you've got a ton of medical stuff that you've been using as props. They're donating them all to uh, various emergency services and charities and places that need them. So uh, randomly Pose, apparently, which as far as I'm aware, I, I don't know why they had a sack of medical supplies, cause that doesn't seem particularly necessary in Pose. Maybe it was, I I don't know. But uh yes. So uh Pose, Chicago Med, Fire and PD, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, the Good Doctor, the Resident in New Amsterdam, all their spare medical supplies that they had stockpiled at the studio they've been handing all that out to uh, places that need it so um, you know, hats off to them for doing such a good job in terms of other things to keep you busy whilst everybody's stuck at home the iPlayer has added a pile of box sets including well out now actually the entire run of spooks is up on there coming in a few days you've got 26th of March waking the dead French and Saunders coming on the 30th of March you've got Wallander all the episodes of that 13th of March, you've also got Honourable Woman. Uh, 31st of March, they're putting all of The Missing and Baptiste up there. And then uh, 9th of April, you've got Series 1 and 2 of The A Word up there. I mean, none of this is really your sort of genre thing, but French and Saunders is usually quite good for a laugh. And Spooks was a great series as well. Yeah, I think
1: we'll get to the point where I'm going to run out of sci-fi and I will need to start looking at things without spaceships in. (laughs) So perhaps
0: this will become more relevant as time goes on. French and Saunders is always worth watching, particularly for their parody stuff which was always quite funny but Spooks I think is one you quite like It's a that's a really really solid drama and lots of kind of familiar faces very early on in their career I don't know whether you've ever watched Spooks before but that's definitely what I would go watch if you've not seen it mm, I shall add it to my growing list <laughs> Sky have announced that uh, a bunch of NBC Universal movies, including The Hunt, Invisible Man and Emma, are uh, landing on the Sky store. In fact, they will be up there right now if you want to go and look for them. This is part of, of obviously, because all the cinemas are shut, this is something that they're going to be doing with all their what would have been cinema releases, but of course can't release in cinemas now. Uh, So on the 6th of April, the Trolls World Tour, the DreamWorks animation is uh, going to be released as well. Well, uh, it's the sequel to the Trolls movie that is coming. They've got all these movies going up on there. The problem with this, for me, is the price, because they are charging them out at 15 99 for a 48-hour rental. And I get their reasoning for that price point. The reasoning for that price point is they're basically taking the average cost across the UK of two cinema tickets and... Putting that out as the rental price, so I get the logic behind it. Problem is, when you're me and you live on your own, I means fifteen ninety nine is quite expensive to rent a movie. uh And, and you know, particularly as I would usually go to the cinema on my own. So, um yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea and I'm glad they're doing it. I just want sort of some kind of single person discount for it as well. I'm not sure these are these are any movies that you particularly watch anyway. The Hunt is an idea of a sort of bunch of people get dumped. In in a forest, and they're basically being hunted by people. I don't know whether that particularly appeals to you.
1: I'm more—if I was going to watch one of those, it would be Emma. I'm very much into my Jane Austen.
0: There you go. Yes. So uh, Emma—that's Emma, a new take on Emma. So uh, that might be one to uh, to go and watch. But uh, as I said, fifteen ninety nine does seem a little expensive for a forty eight yeah. hour rental. I mean, I, you know, maybe they do that for a couple of weeks and then they drop it down to their normal rental price, possibly, which I think is usually five or six but yeah I sort of would like a a bit of a discount of some sorts on that because that's horrifically expensive for uh, for just a rental. So there's that there. We have got some casting news this week, or at least it's a casting ruber. Rosario Dawson is reportedly being cast as Ahsoka Tano for the Mandalorian season two. Uh, Ahsoka, of course, is a character that has started off in the Clone Wars. She was the apprentice to Anakin. Uh, she one of the few Jedi's to survive the Order sixty six. She did pop up in Star Wars Rebels. Last scene at the end of that series joining up with Sabine Wren in search of fellow Jedi and rebel Ezra who vanished during the liberation of Lothal. This will be the first time that Ahsoka's appeared in live action.
1: Mm, And she's quite a fan favourite character as well. So yes, it's going to be cool to see her in non-animated form. And uh, yeah, I guess that means it's possible that they're going to bring some of the other characters over from things like Rebels as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see whether they bring in Sabine or whether they bring in Ezra Possibly. I mean, I'd like to see them continue that story. It is, of course, Dave Filoni has been involved with uh, directing some of the Mandalorian. So, I mean, they are characters he knows. I mean, it's John Favreau's kind of baby, but Dave Filoni has been involved in it as well. So, yeah, I, I think that would be interesting to see whether they are going to continue the stories of some of those characters in live action. I mean, Ahsoka is one character that I could see them bringing in, in as a as a character for a, a kind of bit role in the Mandalorian and then maybe moving off into her own series because she is a huge fan favorite character and that would seem to make sense to me. And it gives you a bit more freedom to play with that character as well. Rosario Dawson, of course, was uh, Claire Temple in the Defenders Marvel Netflix franchise series. Um, She's also voiced Wonder Woman in a number of animated movies as well. Uh, She was in Sin City, Death Proof, a whole bunch of Kevin Smith movies. She's currently starring in Briar Patch, which uh, isn't out over here yet, but I have seen a number of episodes of it because they sent me them because I was in interviewing one of the guys that did the music for it that's a wonderfully strange series it's from andy greenwell to legion and uh, sam ishmael from uh, mr robot so uh, if you imagine mashing those two things together you've got like a it's a solid kind of mystery drama but it's got a lovely kind of slightly surreal edge to it that's one to look out for when it does eventually get picked up over here. but uh yeah so she's a great actress i think she's really good choice for this as well by the time this show goes out disney plus will have law in the UK, there is the slight issue that uh, if you've gone to think, oh, I'll go watch The Mandalorian, you'll only find two episodes of it because Disney, in their infinite wisdom, have decided that they're going to release it weekly, which is a really stupid idea. And again, I get the reason for doing it. They don't want people just kind of buying it for a month and then turning it off, having binged through the entire Mandalorian. So I'm guessing it's to stop people do that. But really, Disney, it's actually. Uh, it's,
1: it's a bit short-sighted because it won't stop people doing that it will mean no. they won't get paid the month for do that because people are going to want to watch it all in one go especially mm. since all their friends over in the states have already seen it
0: plus I mean I, I'm sure there are quite a lot of people that took up they were doing a 50 pound offer of prior to launch of I'll pay 50 quid and get it for the year and I'm sure there's a lot of people that did that as well so I yeah they're doing the same thing or a similar thing with the Clone Wars the new season of the Clone Wars they're going to be airing two episodes a week of that up until it catches up with the US and then they'll go on to one episode a week. But honestly, Disney, this is a really bad idea and it's just going to annoy fans. I think it's stupid, but that's what they're doing. I should point out that Disney haven't officially confirmed that Dawson would be playing Ahsoka. I think they seem to have confirmed she's in it. They haven't said that she's playing Ahsoka. Uh, Variety, though, who obviously the big trade magazine have confirmed that she's doing it. So yeah, I mean, it's just not officially confirmed by Disney. So bear that in mind if the news changes at some point. Uh, Season two of The Mandalorian is scheduled to air in autumn 2020. The series has finished filming. There's obviously a stack of FX work to do on it, but that should be doable in isolation I mean if you've ever worked in FX you know that it's basically sat in a room in front of a computer so you're probably okay doing that and it should still make the uh, autumn launch window but um, we'll let we you know if we hear more about that uh, and one last little story which obviously is also virus related Channel 4 have thrown together a new cooking show called Jamie Keep Cooking and Carry On which is a self-isolating cooking show uh, so the idea was to get Jamie Oliver on and he's doing a cooking show five nights starting from uh, Monday to Friday this week at 5.30 on Channel 4. He's doing a cooking show which is designed to take ingredients that you may have just in your cupboards or in your freezer and make food out of them. So make like family meals and and something more interesting than what you maybe would be thinking of doing out of the stuff that you might have lying around in your cupboards. So um, that I think if you're struggling for ideas and looking for something to watch and you like Food I think that's probably going to be quite an interesting one to watch Uh, but that's called Jamie Keep Cooking and Carry On that starts on Monday the 23rd so it will be out by the time the podcast goes out and it's 5.30 at Channel 4 daily for five days I rather like that idea I think think that works quite well
1: Yeah I think that seems like quite a fun thing to do and Jamie's normally reasonably down to earth and realistic with what we might have in our cupboards as well
0: (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I'm amazed how quickly they've managed to throw that together. It's insane. That's again, I, I love the inventiveness of what people are coming up with to uh, be able to record things. It's been great to to sort of see that across the industry as well. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So highlights for next week. We have uh, quite a few things starting, actually. Hitmen, which is the Sue Perkins and Mel Giltroich show. Uh, This is actually the first time that they've done a a scripted comedy. They play two best friends who have stumbled into a career in contract killing. That's starting on the 25th of March at 10pm. You can watch that. That's on Sky One. Another part of the sort of Arrowverse, adjacent stuff. uh, Black Lightning, season three of that starts on the 26th of March. As far as we're aware, that's going on as a box set, so you'll be able to binge your way through the entire run of that. That's on Netflix on the 26th of March. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season seven, another big show coming back. That's 26th of March at 9pm on E4 for the seventh season of that. Ozark, third season of that coming the 27th of March on Netflix. Uh, I've still got to get through the second season. I haven't quite finished it yet, but uh, that was a great, great series. That's the jason bateman show i'm really loving that so uh, I've, I've got to get through the rest of the second season and then on to the third but that's 27th of march duncanville which is the new animated comedy from simpsons writers mike and julie scully and amy polar uh, which about a spectacularly average 15 year old boy along with his friends and family that's coming onto channel four on the 27th of march at 10 35 that's duncanville over on stars play the fourth season of the veronica Mars drama that is coming to Hulu that's the revival series that's on the 27th of March to Stars play Friday Night Dinner that's sixth season of that and potentially the last season although they haven't officially confirmed that but some of the cast are saying that may be the final season Channel 4 on 27th of March at 10pm for Friday Night Dinner Supernatural as we mentioned earlier 29th of March at 10pm for season 14 that arrives also on the 29th of March at 7pm Cosmos Possible World which is the third season of Cosmos that was brilliant that show it's a sort of uh, science show with uh, animation and live action and stuff Uh, really really solid series but uh, that arrives on the 29th of March at 7pm to National Geographic Batwoman as we mentioned earlier 29th of March at 9pm to E4 then uh, Supergirl 30th of March at 8pm Pen15 which uh, if you draw that out in your mind you can tell what that spells out Uh, that is coming to Sky Comedy on the 31st of March at 9pm, which is an adult comedy with uh, two sort of middle-aged actresses playing young 13-year-old versions of themselves as outcasts in school in the year 2000. It's very funny. It's getting great reviews in the US, but uh, that's Pen15. That's coming to Sky Comedy 31st of March at 9pm. Then uh, Season 2 of Kidding, the Jim Carrey comedy, that comes on the 31st of March at 9.35. And lastly, The Flash 31st of March at 8pm on Sky 1. That lands and that's easy. Grants Gustin back as The Flash so uh, that is everything we've got coming over the next week there's plenty of TV in there to keep you busy along with all the box sets and everything else that is going out there. For you where can they find you at the moment? All over Twitch I guess All over
1: Twitch in my house um, Yes, I can be found as Trista Bytes spelt B-Y-T-E-S on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Also I've got over four years worth of YouTube content up and I am now Twitch streaming daily over on Twitch.tv slash Trista Bites doing lunchtime shifts and also some evenings as well. If anybody wants to keep me company while I go ever more stir crazy.
0: (laughs) Yes, go and do that. It uh, is definitely... uh, Send a cowboy memes still. Yes, definitely do that. Um, (laughs) Yes. so obviously for us we are still putting news up and uh, information on geektown.co.uk throughout the week so go there to see all the latest news and air date information of course stay safe wash your hands phone elderly relatives keep away from each other don't go visiting but phone them and make sure everything's okay if you want to get in touch with us you can send us your questions and comments on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com Forward slash Geek Town and on Instagram at Geek Town UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.